0: It's November 21st, 2010, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Everyone, it's been a while since we've had the chance to sit down and do a podcast. It's kind of starting to feel like we're getting a little behind. We're getting
1: way behind. Oh bad architects, bad (laughs) architects. But as we may have mentioned once or twice, we were gearing up to speak at AIA Minnesota on November third, so we got a little distracted and neglected the podcast.
0: We were very focused. Very
1: focused. Very focused. (laughs) But the conference is over, so we can now get back to our regularly scheduled programming and try and cram two podcasts into one, so bear with us. Yeah. And how did the conference go? Well, since you were so nice to ask, it was fabulous. I was doing the big, dorky Snoopy dance in the hotel hallway after the presentation. I was. This is our first real conference presentation, our first real professional presentation, so... It was all very exciting, and I was just being the big old dork.
0: Yeah, it's too bad I didn't have our flip camera with me. Cause
1: yes, that would have been hilarious. That would
0: have been good blackmail stuff right there. That's right. Look, Larry's having a seizure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right there in the hallway. But actually, it did go very well. We got a huge response. A great crowd came out to see us. We thought we were only going to have, what, like 60?
1: Yeah, the the last count we had said 61. And we were sort of thinking, oh, maybe we'll have 80. And what was that? Tuesday we got there. We asked the one of the organizers, "Well, do you have a head count for us?" Yeah. Yeah.
0: 118.
1: 118, and we both about fell over. Yeah,
0: not counting the, the on-site late, right. registration. Yeah. Right. So we're we're guessing that we had probably 120 to 130 yeah. somewhere in that ballpark. It was a pretty good. Full room, yeah. so we were very pleased, very happy. And I don't, didn't remember catching anybody falling asleep or right. blanking out at any point.
1: Right. I didn't trip over my microphone cord or anything. Uh, you know, I was expecting that to happen.
0: Well, and neither of us had to be slapped and. Pull yourself together, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was no.
1: fully expecting the Lord to have me backstage to slap me around, going, "What the hell's
0: wrong with you?"
1: <laughs> but it went went just fine.
0: Yes. Well, and mm-hmm. the really fun part for me was after our presentation, all of the great people that came up and gave us nice comments yeah. and feedback, and and hey, you've got me thinking mm-hmm. about this and that, and that oh, was and, really fun. And we
1: had what a half hour conversation with. Uh, one woman came out to us uh, just randomly and said, "Oh, I really love the presentation." Mm-hmm. And we got to talking, and easily, well, the two, the three of us had probably a half-hour conversation, in which, over the course of two of that time, two other people came by and said hi and mm-hmm. great presentation. But then I think you and her were going to the same, like, uh, seminar after that or something.
0: Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were able to continue talking about yeah. it. Yeah, well, and in fact, that next one that we went to right afterwards, the speaker who was putting that presentation on had been in our yeah. seminar and actually referenced some of the things we had talked about in there. So that was kind of nice. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yay team! And we, we love validation. We're all about.
1: You were all about being validated. Yes, other thank people's you. opinions.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yeah.
1: Well, and and we also have to thank our our PR coach and speech coach yes. Susan Morrow. She did a fantastic job with us. If it had not been for her. I could see the thing being absolute disaster. Oh, total.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Very embarrassing.
1: Yeah. She really helped us get the speech together and made sure we knew, you know, not just what we were saying, but how we were saying it, how we were addressing the audience, and it worked really great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely have to give a shout out to the people at AIA Minnesota and the practice management knowledge community. Deanna, Michael, Donald, and everybody else who helped at the conference, they did a fantastic job. We did a great putting job. Putting it together.
1: But we're back, and we're trying to focus, so just in time for the holidays. Yay! <laughs> so we're going to start off with what was October's podcast topic called Fluffing for the Holidays. So what do we mean by fluffing? Well, if you had your holiday decorations out before Halloween was over, then you know exactly what we're talking about. And you probably ought to be shot.
0: Yes, you're the people I don't like in the right. grocery store who are already <laughs> on top of things when I'm still scrambling.
1: Yes, I've already planned the meals down to the last nugget.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: And for the rest of you, fluffing really just means sprucing up your house so that, so that it has that holiday feel and making it feel fresh. And at what point you do that, it's entirely up to you. I know people whose houses have a little holiday something, you know, going on. No matter what the season is, it's. Easter, it's 4th of July, sometimes it's Arbor Day. Well, okay, maybe not Arbor Day, but <laughs> there's always that something in the house that has that little seasonal feel to it. Right. But for most of us, we don't really start until the beginning of November or even the day after Thanksgiving. I don't get a thing out till the day after Thanksgiving. And then it's, you know, every box comes out. And so let everyone else kill themselves at the Black Friday sales. I'm not about to go out to a mall. But I'm pulling out boxes and taking inventory. Okay, what got broken? How many lights don't work? Why do I keep pulling these strings of lights out every year when I haven't thrown them away yet?
0: Right? What is the deal with that? <laughs> I'm
1: like, they're so inexpensive. Part of me goes, oh, I just can't throw them away. They, they kind of work. <laughs> So they just end up in the box. Well, you know,
0: they end up being the spare bulbs for all the other strands, or at least that's what I tell myself. Well, that's what I tell myself, too, but right. those bulbs are almost impossible to get out. Oh, it's horrible. And they don't seem to fit strand
1: to strand. I, I don't know. It's right. something really strange. I
0: have to go see if, if any of the, the light manufacturers have come up with any better solution to get those little bulbs out. because
1: I, I don't know. It's pliers, not working. FYI. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Right.
0: Yeah. A and that's all we need something. is little slivers of glass all over the carpet when, yeah, when little, little, ones little ones are trying. Right. right. Not a good thing.
1: Right. Well, and if you're like most of us, you're the ones who are putting everything up anyway. But there are other options if you don't have enough time or maybe you don't have anything else to do with your money or you're just not able to really channel Martha Stewart no matter how much mulled wine you've been drinking or how much spiked eggnog you have had that day. There's always uh, other options out there.
0: You can always hire an interior designer. Of course, we love to promote our own industry. So, yes, (laughs) yes, hire. Hire hire. Hire us. Right, uh, to come in and get the house ready for you. It's not just getting the decorations up, but also picking out the new pillows or the lamps and choosing paint colors so that the house looks fresh for a Christmas party. If you've got a huge group of people coming in or maybe you're hosting a company dinner something like that, it's those little touches and kind of cleaning up. That makes a big difference. Right.
1: Well, or even if you've got family coming in and you think, you know, we just repainted the guest room at the house for Mm -hmm. my in-laws. But we do know people that do this. We know an interior designer who spends basically from November till, I think, actually Christmas Day, going from client to client, doing this, fluffing the house for the holidays. Mm -hmm. And we saw him one year. It must have been the second week in December. And he looked Absolutely beat up. I mean, like he had just been put through the ringer. Oh,
0: it's like a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And because he had been
1: on a plane here and then go to do this house and then get on a plane and go over there and do this house. And he had no time to actually go to his place in Chicago. Right. Because he had an apartment in Chicago as well as a a place here in Dallas. And he said that once the season was over, he would basically spend a week in Chicago just recovering.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I know people who every piece of you know soft good as far as draperies or pillows or bedspread all of that gets changed out seasonally yeah if not four times a year at least twice a year so that's probably if they haven't done it already now is when they do the big changeover so that's a major that's a major overhaul major overhaul yeah and he does this every year and it's not just the taking up and or taking down and putting up but the storing it and cleaning it and yeah figuring out where you're going to put it.
1: Which part of the house (laughs) do I hide it in?
0: Exactly. Which bed did I put that under? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I imagine people that do that have whole storage closets devoted. Whole systems, yeah. Yeah, system. That's a good word.
1: You're going to laugh. We actually (laughs) were designing a house for somebody, and they wanted a a double-door closet that opened into the living room, and the whole purpose of it was that at the end of Christmas, they slid their Christmas tree in and closed the doors.
0: Totally decorated?
1: Yeah. No lie.
0: Oh, those people are smart.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, okay, there's your, this nice living room, and there's this pair of double doors. Well, that one over this goes to. Yeah. Ta-da! It's the Christmas tree. Yeah. It just seems oh, a really little yeah. strange. yeah, we've
0: done whole Christmas closets that are just, yeah, yeah, full storage. But I still have vivid memories of the the whole attic experience with my parents, you know, doing the pull-down stair in the garage. And mm-hmm. it was like a parade of boxes coming down from the attic. It was, yeah. That was a tradition in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not to mention all the rest of the fun stuff. But. Right. So I was at a network one of our networking groups this past week, and there was a professional organizer there. And one of her things that she said during her 30-second commercial was, I can help you get the boxes out, put the decorations up, and come back after the holidays and pack them up and put them away. And it's not even just a designer, but it's – she's a professional organizer, which I just drool over every time I see her business card. Yeah. But she would – I mean, that's – that's kind of the dreadful part after the holidays is having to take it all down. We'll take it all
1: down and, and box it back up and, okay, which box was this ornament in? Right. And how did I have it arranged in the container that the, all the ornaments were oh, in yeah. to start with? Uh, that's half yeah. the battle. Right. Well,
0: and all of my boxes are different sizes, and, you know, it's as we grew our our decoration collection. So mm-hmm. nothing, yeah, like you said, you have to find that one box where it used to go. And, yeah. Yeah, it would be so nice to start from scratch and get all the boxes organized all at once and get rid of the stuff that sits in the box year after year that you never pull out. Yeah, I always
1: think of that. We pull it out and go, are we going to put this up
0: this year? Nah,
1: we'll put it back in the box. I don't know why we never throw it away. I have no idea. Yeah, it's kind of
0: sacrilege to throw away Christmas decorations, right? Yeah, I think so, (laughs) to some (laughs) extent. Yeah, holiday decorations in general. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, and if, too, you know, if you're looking at, you're in the process of selling your house... You may want to talk with the stager Mm -hmm. to come in because I like to decorate for the holidays. And I'm thinking if I'm selling my house... How much do I put out? How much is too much? So that if someone came in and looked at it, they'd get so distracted by all the ornamentation that they're never going to see past the house. I mean, staging is all about decluttering.
0: Yeah, and Mm depersonalizing it so the other people can see themselves in that space. And now
1: here you are with all of your holiday stuff. So, you know, get with the stager if you're doing that just to make sure that your potential buyers don't get distracted.
0: Because it actually may work against you if you don't decorate. If somebody's walking in there expecting to see it and there's nothing up, that may...
1: Give them the opportunity to envision their Christmas, or their holiday decorations, actually in the house.
0: Oh no, I was going the other way. Right. That I mean, because everywhere you go in the shopping centers and mm-hmm. everywhere, there is some touch of decoration. So yeah. if there is zero decoration,
1: oh, it might actually be a sort it of kind of be a turnoff. Like what cold soulless people, right? Live exactly, here? <laughs> exactly.
0: They don't celebrate. If you're one of those people that decorates on the exterior of your house, also. Uh, we've already seen signs up for advertising for exterior lighting for the holidays. F- for some reason, the tree lighting down here is huge. It's
1: huge. And it seems like it's only been over the last four or five years, but I know there are there are whole streets in Dallas and neighborhoods that you drive down and trees with no leaves. But there are lights going out, it looks like, to the very ends yeah, of the branches tippy, yeah, very that, tips. Yeah. And it's incredible the amount of light work
0: mm-hmm. that's going on that way. Well, and I don't even. I mean, that must take cherry pickers and ladders and all sorts, trained monkeys. Yeah. I'm not sure how they well, I mean, get those out there. And it's
1: hours and hours, and it's beautiful, but it's it's really hard to imagine. You know how much time they've invested to get that done, and not just getting it done, but getting everything undone when the season is over. Right. I mean, you've got them all up there. Somebody right. has to come and take them all down and get and store them somewhere. Right.
0: Well, didn't you tell me they just it's more efficient for them just to cut them off.
1: Really, I hadn't heard that. I don't
0: remember who I heard that from. <sighs>
1: Wasn't me because I hadn't can you heard imagine that
0: unwrapping? That would just be a total yeah, mess. No. And those strands are. They're
1: so inexpensive. They're now. inexpensive. But that seems very, very non non green. Non green. Yeah. But my exactly. guess is if you can afford to have the whole yard lit up that yeah, way, you're not. Maybe worried that's about not a priority. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't,
0: well, don't want to put words in people's mouths, but yeah, somehow I. I heard that, or maybe we were speculating or something. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I could totally see that,
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well,
1: and that brings us to the question of just how much is too much, because do you go way over the top, or do you try to keep it tasteful without it just blending into the background? hmm One of the easiest things to do, honestly, is to just pick a theme and go with it. For us, I don't know how, I don't know what happened, but suddenly it's become all about snowmen. We've got snowmen ornaments for this and snowmen ornaments for that. We've got tabletop pieces we even have ribbon for the tree that has little snowman on it. I mean mm-hmm. it's that kind of level, but for maybe for you, it's just you know a Santa theme or an overall rustic feel with you know ornamentation, rustic ornamentation and fresh garland. One of our friends in Atlanta, Philip, he loves decorating for Christmas, and to the extent that he has three themed Christmas trees that he uses. and in all fairness, uh, so it doesn't sound so bad, he only puts out two. So he only puts out two of the three trees, and every year he has to have his Macy's tree. It has all his little Macy's ornaments on it and mm-hmm. stuff. And then he rotates out his Coke tree and his Santa tree.
0: Coca-Cola tree. Yeah,
1: Coca-Cola tree. Yeah, sorry, his Coke tree. <laughs> it's a little white powder everywhere. No, yeah. it's his Coca-Cola it's snow, tree. No, really. because we'll well, he's in Atlanta, right, you know, right. obviously. And, and so Coca-Cola tree and his Santa tree. And I think it's this year he gets to put out the Santa tree. He hasn't quite gotten to the one tree in every room, although I've heard of people doing that. Oh, yeah. Seems a little over the top. But I don't think his condo's that big, so he can't quite fit Yes, a tree in every room. Yeah. In fact, I think one of the trees goes in his roommate's bedroom.
0: Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, we were even reading in a magazine, the that Texas Home magazine that was here mm-hmm. a few days ago, and it said how to step it up a notch with your decorating this year, and it said put... A tree in every child's room I'm like are you crazy
1: wow <laughs> yeah. wow You're there better be a crazy. lot of presents coming under those trees i know i'm thinking you know.
0: they would be a little disappointed if there weren't if santa was putting presents under every single tree right. i mean why just one right wow yeah, that could be just a huge huge <laughs>
1: disaster waiting huge to huge problem
0: that you just don't even want to go for So if your place is small, you're just starting out, or you don't have a lot of time or money to spend, Larry and I were talking about just pick one area to focus on. Maybe as you walk into your space, close your eyes, and as you open them, look where your eye goes first. Try to look at your room with a fresh perspective, you know, as if you just walked in for the first time, and then just focus on that area. So maybe it's uh, draping a garland wrapped in lights around your mantle, or, you know, hanging your stockings. If that's a tradition that you follow, you might even look for a ribbon or a cable that you could hang the cards, the holiday cards that you receive. That could actually become a piece of art in itself or mm-hmm. a piece of decoration. You don't have to go all out to celebrate and enjoy the spirit of the holidays. Yeah. And for example, I, I was in the Girl Scouts when I was a kid, and one of the things we would do is make handmade decorations and ornaments and i still remember probably because my fingers bled but (laughs) pushing (laughs) pushing whole cloves into oranges yeah because it made such a wonderful fragrance for the house and you could do that either really tightly placed cloves or a little bit more sporadic but just the citrus and the cloves if you use that as a decoration or a centerpiece or something that was actually really neat and i still remember that
1: yeah i have no idea I mean, it has to be a Girl Scout thing because I'm and I wasn't in Boy Scouts that long. Um, I don't think you don't i made it out of Scouts. But I've never seen that done. Well see I'm anywhere. thinking if you
0: did it with Boy Scouts they'd just become projectiles and, well, sure and weapons. So, sure. you know they'd be hurling, a heavy hurling clove yeah, oranges a at each other. softball with pointy, spiky things on them. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah, now that I let me rethink that. But another thing, like when my husband and I first were starting out and decorating ourselves we would just get a glass bowl and go like to the dollar store or to even Target and get a box of glass ornaments, different colors or clear ones, mm-hmm. but with the silver and gold little decorative hanger on it. If you just put all those in a bowl, that can be kind of a pretty centerpiece. Pretty a little
1: festive. Yeah, kind of centerpiece. something. Lo- and that was
0: <clears throat> something we were talking about earlier was just repurposing some of the things you already have. Like if you have a small collection of holiday plates. Rather than saving them for that one meal, go ahead and and buy a couple of those inexpensive plate hangers and and actually display them.
1: But if you're one of those people who feels like you need to go over the top and you really like to go all out, remember you don't have to limit yourself to just the inside. Everyone has that story about their neighborhood Griswolds. In fact, we have one in our neighborhood that we were a little concerned with this year because his house had been on the market. Uh-huh. And we were thinking, well, he can't decorate the way he normally does for, for Christmas. I mean, that's going to be almost disappointing. And we drove by the other day, and the for sale sign was down. So either they sold it or they took it off the market. And we're really excited because <coughs> this this house, every year the ornamentation just seems to build on itself over and over again. There was one season the nativity scene went up, which was nice. It had a little... The, Little in box yard. in the front yard, you sure. know, everyone in the little manger scene, or Yeah. nativity scene, and then we drove by the next year, and on the back wall of the the stable, I guess, on the back wall was Jesus in lights,
0: and it was it twinkling rope lights. No, or no, no, it was flashing. Like, it
1: was just lights, just I, lights. I, I oh, light. oh, oh. But I mean, it was obviously like some kind of Christmas lights, right, right. But just Jesus. <laughs> it wasn't flashing, thank goodness. But it was like, hey, look. It must be Jesus in the nativity scene. In case nobody oh, driving by goodness. had any any it's idea. not
0: Frank in the manger. It's Jesus, <laughs> it's thank the baby goodness. Jesus. Yes. Oh, good.
1: Yeah. Well, and then there was the the <laughs> year we drove by, and he had some. I guess what are supposed to be like sidewalk lights that you put out. You know, the ones that are on the spikes. Oh, right. Yeah. It, except it was a Santa head, and it was like. Like someone had killed all the Santas and put their little heads on pikes <laughs> to warn the other Santas to stay away. It was just so strange looking.
0: Somehow, you know, in some conference room somewhere they're thinking that stuff up and oh, it yeah. sounds like a good idea, but <laughs> no more one's ever actually children put it. are running in terror from that house. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> well and you
1: know, looks like they thought about it and then no one ever actually tested it out before the hit the market, you know. Right.
0: Right. Well, you know, there's just no accounting for taste Yes, there isn't. decorating. Well, and one of the, the houses near me is, I don't know, if, in areas where there's not a lot of snow, we get mm-hmm. a lot of these inflatable yard ornaments.
1: People at the top of the hill
0: from us. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so we have the whole cast of Winnie the Pooh and Friends, and then there's one that is the inflatable snow globe mm-hmm. that is probably two feet taller than I am. And it actually, when they turn it on at night, has the blowing snow inside, which is, you know, quite fascinating. <laughs> I could, and I, I want to say there's probably music. Oh, probably. Yeah. Because, well, because why would there be? Because you know, be? why wouldn't there be, right? Right. Yeah. Right. There are a few streets around us, not our street in particular, but where it almost looks like the Las Vegas Strip. As wow. you're just, you know, everybody's got their little personalized something or other yeah. going on, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah th- you know those electric meters are just spinning. spinning like crazy.
1: <laughs> well, and there's one street in our neighborhood, apparently. This is... Well, Holly used to live up the street from me, and is telling me this story. Well, on one of the streets, everyone had those candy cane... You know, the the candy cane stick... Oh, right. ...lights that, you know... I guess the stick and the lights drape, and they were framing their yards yes. with it. And everybody on the street did it except for one neighbor.
0: Mm.
1: One person had no... They were like, absolutely not... We will not do it. The neighbors took it upon themselves to put those up in this couple's yard. Oh, my. Which was, I guess was fine for them because it wasn't coming off their electricity, but apparently it caused quite the uh, ruckus because... They had said absolutely not. Conform,
0: conform. Conform to the rest
1: <laughs> of the street. You're ruining the feel for the rest right. of the street. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty severe. People
0: take him pretty seriously. That whole stake thing, like, where you line the front walk up to your house, it lo- mm-hmm. basically looks like a runway. Right. The, yeah. I had never seen this before I came to Texas. Well,
1: because if you're in, in Utah, it's probably getting completely covered in well, snow. that's true, yeah. I mean, your, your parents had what? How much snow did this last week? Oh
0: yeah, already a whole foot in the driveway yeah. yesterday. Yeah. my dad said. So
1: that's going to get completely buried, right? Of course, it is everything to your own taste. Yeah. So if Christmas is a really big deal for you, then there's nothing wrong with hosing down your home in red and green, and walking around in your elf slippers. If you know if that's your thing, go for it. I think um, Laura's mom. You said she had a knitted Santa. Oh
0: yeah, without r- fail, it would appear on the back of the toilet every Christmas. A little hand crocheted Santa toilet paper cozy. Well how nice I mean it just wasn't Christmas unless
1: Unless there was a toilet paper Yeah kiss. Well James yeah. is asking Did people know what was <laughs> underneath there In case they ran out?
0: I think so Yes Okay Yes
1: Well that's pretty good
0: <laughs> so that was pretty bad. I should ask her You should ask her Where that, that went That yeah. would be pretty funny Well
1: and once you have your Christmas tree Or trees You need something to put underneath them So as the saying goes When the going gets tough The tough go shopping
0: Oh yeah So
1: let's okay. talk about holiday gifts
0: so, okay, so if you have an architect somewhere in your life, which, you know, we hope you all do, because we're fabulous people, we? We are fantastic,
1: we? <laughs> and it's always special.
0: <laughs> we hope you have that lovely element in your life. It might be your husband or your wife, or a spousal unit.
1: Well, you know, I mean, James isn't my husband or my wife. He's my spousal equivalent. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's my partner, but, you know. The special someone yeah, in your life. Yeah, the special someone right. in your life. And maybe it's a kid or one of your nieces or nephews. Right.
0: Because we're so peculiar, there's always the challenge of what to get for them. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not really sure, as architects, that we even know yeah. what we want or what's a good gift. We always know what we don't want. Sure. That's easy. <laughs> right. So how do you buy something for a person who walks into a building and immediately looks at the ceiling?
1: But it is that dreaded time of year when you have to answer that question. And James's mom, they haven't been here two days... She asked me last night, well, what do you boys want for Christmas? I'm like, oh. <laughs> and the truth is, I'm terrible at answering that question, so so I never know what to expect. I will say, in all fairness, James did fantastic last year, and he got me what I thought was the best gift ever. He got me Legos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, architecture isn't something you usually think of when you think of Legos, or most people don't, but I know that... Do a lot of girls play with Legos? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, for for me as a boy. It was all the Legos, and then building houses out of the Legos. You know, low rent and uh, <laughs> low income housing. Now, <laughs> but but building houses out of out of Legos and stuff, and it's just been that thing. I don't know if it's a.
0: I do remember having Legos. I don't remember having all the big sets. Like my husband well, I totally didn't, I didn't grew have up with all either. the sets and the. Yeah, yeah Legos was, was a very integral part of his growing up, and he's an architect too. So he's all about even still. Mm-hmm. I think we see those Lego like Lego stores have now opened up in a couple of our malls here. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean there's more adults in there than there are kids. I know. And I know. we're all drooling over the sets and <laughs> Yeah. Well I think it's really cute they've actually come up with sets for girls. Really? Yeah. Oh that's neat. Yeah, which is kinda of fun. That's cool. Yeah. And I you know, different color schemes and different kind of subjects and more pretend play. For those of you who don't know, Lego actually has started an architecture series, which you can find at www.architecture.lego.com and if anybody has connections with Lego let them know we plugged them and then we'll, yes. we'll give you the address later where to send the gifts exactly Yeah. Uh-huh. and they have a variety of iconic buildings including Wright's Frank Lloyd Wright's Falling Water and the Guggenheim Museum and some of them are pretty small but also really detailed
1: yeah, incredibly and, detailed. And yeah. they look
0: really cool. I well, and there's actually an architect that is on their design staff. Mm-hmm. So he is responsible for miniaturizing these iconic structures and figuring out how do you build this out of a block. Yeah. Yeah, which is just amazing to me.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and they look really, I mean, they're, they're interesting. So, some of them are better than others, but, mm-hmm. but it's really cool.
0: They actually have four, they have some of these k- kits are obviously for older kids and for adults, but they have um, one of the fun ones my mom sent to my husband Bob last year was a an advent calendar by LEGO. So every day had a little pocket, little door that you open with a tiny little LEGO kit inside. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: Well, I received the Falling Water. Lego kit mm-hmm. and like a big dork I opened it up and <laughs> I spent probably almost two hours putting this thing together I mean and it was non-stop it was you know once the box was open the bags opened up I got the book out and folks it comes with a book a, yeah I mean, like an, an actual, actual instruction manual yeah. to yeah. do this and got it out and put it together and I'm hoping, with any luck, this year. <laughs> mm-hmm, hint, hint. In case you're listening, James, uh, it's going to be either the Tower Bridge in London, which looks really cool. Oh, it does. And I've seen. Huge.
0: Yeah, I've seen that one.
1: It's huge. Or the uh, Taj Mahal, Ooh. which I'm like, that's going to be a challenge because that's like six thousand pieces or something. Oh my gosh. It's Huge, huge number of pieces. Of course, for architects, books are also a pretty safe bet mm-hmm. if you will bear in one mind and one thing in mind. Please don't give me another Frank Lloyd Wright book. There are other architects out there, and the best part of it is is that it doesn't have to be a big name architect. Just find something that you think looks interesting, or you think I might be interested in, mostly because most of the people who I deal with know what I do. It's a lot of residential architecture, so there's Mm -hmm. some really cool books out there. One Christmas I gave one of my bosses a book on public restrooms. I was at, I think it was Barnes & Noble, and I'm just looking around, and I found this... It wasn't very big, but it was this book of public restrooms, and they were the coolest public (laughs) restrooms you have ever seen. I mean, awesome-looking spaces. Yeah. I mean, great architecture, great colors, great design. And I thought, well, this really fits him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is just weird enough that it would be really fun to have.
1: Yeah, and I thought it suited him, so that's what I bought.
0: Yeah. Well, and a lot of times those... In those um, kind of, I mean, we call them big box Mm -hmm. um, bookstores, a lot of times they'll have a local section, so you can get great books about, like, the history of Dallas or, you know, whatever city you're in, Um, and I've even seen some that are architecture books but combined with local recipes, so if you have somebody who has a couple different interests, you might be able to find something, you know, that satisfies both of those. If you're worried about getting the right book, you can always get your architect a gift card from a bookstore that is not maybe as fun to open, but the possibilities Belize, yeah. are exciting. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough to live somewhere with great bookstores, like Powell's Bookstore in Portland is amazing. Strand Bookstore in New York.
1: Which is phenomenal. Is I there. I've never been um, there. March a year ago, I went there, and it is huge. Huge. I mean, it's a huge store. Huge section on architecture.
0: Yeah, it's they're just fun to go and browse yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. And then in San Francisco, the William Stout Architectural Books.
1: Yeah, you I, been uh, there? I've not been there, but Michael Strogoff with he's one of the oh, guys yeah. who was in Minnesota. I emailed him and said, what's a really great bookstore? And if you're buying architecture books in San Francisco, where do you go? And he said, this is the place. Mm-hmm. This is where you're going to go. This is where everybody goes to get the architecture oh, books. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I remember
0: neat. even while I was still in school, at any chance I had even like to go to Half Price Books to go browse yes. the the architecture section. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's built into our our system to, I, I to want to is. have a library. I think it of is. Of cool picture books. Yeah. yeah, Because well, I mean, we're always looking for ideas. Any and bookstore yeah. we
1: walk into, I'm like, oh, look, the fiction's over there. Whatever. <laughs> I wander off and find the architecture books. Yeah. Even my niece was doing it one year. Oh, really? She, was, she yeah. went with me, and, and I can't remember why she was with me, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we talk about big box stores. We talk about the specialty places, which are really cool. But yeah. even a gift card to Barnes & Noble or Borders. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really great because they do have, you know, architecture book sections and you can find something there.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So Legos and books. Woo <laughs> <laughs> We spent a lot of time no, talking about Legos books and books. That's not a real long list. No, it's a
1: pretty short list.
0: I'm not being real helpful here, Larry. No, no. So, but we did ask actually some of the other architects that we know what would be on their list. Right. And here's what we got in response designer furniture because who couldn't use a nice Eames chair right yeah yeah that's not exactly yeah. something I go shopping for or a
1: lovely piece from Herman Miller you know something small
0: of course sure yeah this is a little bit more extravagant we realize maybe something that your spouse might have in mind unless you're a really you good friend a fantastic friend who yes. just has to shower you with gifts
1: anyone anyone
0: right <laughs> wow crickets yes yeah. But even for a friend, you know, even a cool lamp or a funky accessory, even you know, a vase. Yeah. There's some kind of fun. Even like museum, bookstores mm-hmm. are I'll really fun for those kind of cool.
1: There's some really gifts. cool stuff here in Dallas. If you haven't been at North Park, there's the Nasher, bookstore, mm-hmm. in North Park Mall. They've got some really cool stuff. And actually, mm-hmm. they had some really good architecture books in there as well. Okay. Oh, a, a great one for my niece. Back to books again. We apologize. <laughs> But well, I found a great one for my niece that was about the Sagrada Familia. Uh-huh. And it talked about the mathematics involved in designing oh, the, all the shapes. And she, cause she also has a huge math background. Very smart in math as well as good in architecture. So I thought, oh, hey, that's really cool. But, yeah, so something cool and funky from a museum. Uh-huh. Uh, Are you revealing like her that. gift? Right, no, 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 this was a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, okay. No, she's fine.
0: <laughs> no risk in spoiling the surprise. No, not at all. Okay, well, and we can't leave out Home Depot or Lowe's gift cards. Right. Because or really, you know, just a, a bubble level. Just go for, you know, get us the...
1: Get us some kind of tool, something. I mean, let's be honest. Drill bits, people. You know, yeah. <laughs> if, you know if you know an architect, you know someone whose house is never really done. It's uh, in that constant state of renovation. And don't lie, because you know it's true. You ask your architect or friend, how's your, how's, your, how's your house going? Well, they'll have some story about what the <laughs> latest thing is.
0: It's Outward. just a constant journey. There really is no destination. Right. Or their yeah. spouse
1: will go, well, we haven't had any floors for two months.
0: <laughs> oh, two months is just the beginning. Right. Yeah. Right. In fact, today we installed a light fixture over our kitchen sink. Yeah. There had been bare wires hanging down for at least, well, really since we moved in. And right. that's been seven years. Well, you know,
1: that's probably about on schedule. (laughs)
0: That's kind of in the window, right? Right. Yeah, so
1: those Home Depots and Lowe's (laughs) gift cards really come in
0: handy. Right. Right. And maybe just send somebody with you to to just get it done for us.
1: Yeah, that'd be helpful, too. (laughs) Because we'll
0: just get paralyzed walking through the store not knowing, ooh, what do we spend (laughs) it on? Yeah. Well, and then there are vouchers for travel. This was another thing we heard from some of our friends. Um, In fact, our partner, Holly, who she's just dying to get back to Europe, just not right now. So if anybody just has extra frequent flyer miles just burning a hole in your pocket, just send them to Holly. She'll be very grateful. She'll
1: be very happy. (laughs) Right. And And you can always send a good care package to your favorite architecture student. Preferably a package that includes more than just a case of Red Bull for late night studio. Yeah. Maybe something that's got restaurant and hobby store gift cards in it. Something to keep them well fed and well supplied. While Trail there.
0: mix is a good throw that mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And or find out, you know, what they what do they need for the next semester. I mean mm-hmm. what's what are they gonna have to buy the next semester and maybe throw that in there as well. Mhm. I quizzed my niece and she came up with something that I thought was quite lovely. A W Creative Suite Five and AutoCAD for Mac. I'm thinking, Well, I guess if you're gonna dream, dream big.
0: Yeah. She's not holding back.
1: She's not holding back. She didn't say big (laughs) box of cash, but but pretty close. But in all fairness, she did also mention that there's some AutoCAD, iPhone, iPad applications out there, which makes me think, uh, again, gift card, not exciting to open, but an iTunes gift card so that you can start purchasing some of those architecture apps. Mm -hmm. Or, God forbid, I don't know, maybe music, since that's what it was originally (laughs) intended for. Right. We also had a client one year who sent out museum memberships as gifts. I think it was uh, the year that I remember was uh, one-year subscriptions to the Nasher, I think right after it opened. Uh-huh. And if your architect is also an art lover, that may be a good choice. Or look for a small piece of art or sculpture. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's gets more personal, so you have to know them pretty well, but but you know, that's always nice. Yeah. A little something.
0: We love the Dallas Arboretum, so um, even though it's not an art museum, it's... They always are doing something different each season, so we try to keep a, a membership mm-hmm. to that. Um, well,
1: and they do the treehouse thing every year that yeah, all the architecture exactly. firms compete in. Not all the architecture firms, but a lot of the architecture firms come out and compete in. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cool. So that's another fun idea. If you've got a great, really fabulous zoo, you know, if you, if you know a, a family with kids, mm-hmm. um, that's always fun. Sure. So, yeah, just think about what's in your area. Well, and if you're... If you're wanting to give back, as you're giving to others, you can always check out the products on Overstock.com. They have an area called World Stock Fair Trade, and these are items that are made by artisans all over the world, and World Stock returns, on average, 60 to 70 percent of the sales price to the suppliers of the products. It's a great way to give something unique and contribute to the artists and craftsmen all over the world I've and my sister actually has given me a few things from a website called 10,000villages.com and it's another fair trade site she's gotten amazing jewelry from you know, different countries that you would never I mean of course I'll never make it there in, yeah. in my lifetime but it's just fun to know that you have something really really unique that was handmade and the money spent Is really on going it back yeah it yeah. goes back to help them and their community That's so it's kind of neat
1: so there you have it we just did two podcasts into one as if by elfin magic and just in time for the holidays Yay! yay but we hope everyone has a wonderful season if you're venturing out shopping on Black Friday make sure two things you're well hydrated and that you have your running shoes on and if you see someone with that really crazed glint in their eye coming for the last on special item that you're about to pick up just remember to get out of the way It's just not worth it. Not worth it. It's better to pay full price than to actually pay a literal arm or leg for
0: it. Yeah. Well, and we need to remind everybody, since we didn't talk to you last month, don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Or if you're in the Dallas area, look for the Architecture Happy Hour on meetup.com. You can join us at our monthly networking event.
1: Although we will say that we're not having one for December. We're giving everyone the month Mm -hmm. off. So if you join up, get ready to see us in January.
0: Yeah. If you have any questions or comments, we're going to be putting a lot of these ideas on our blog, which is thearchitecturehappyhour.com. So we'd love to see your comments there. Can
1: and if you check out the blog, you're going to get to see uh, some of Philip's Christmas trees.
0: <gasps> Yay! Yeah, he was nice enough to send
1: me photos. Oh, good. We'll, so get we'll get those have a up couple there. of those up. Yeah. Right. But for now, it's time to go get ourselves ready for turkey and stuffing and for stuffing ourselves with turkey and stuffing. So for now, I'm Larry. And I'm Laura. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.